Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show. It's the second edition of 2017. It's uh, the week of January 9th. Today we welcome Corey Hollis. You saw him on Total Nonstop Deletion. He joins us today. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, go. We're going, flight. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. Capo, we are going. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going, flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, guys. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. George, what are you drinking today? Wow, for once you actually said my name right. And I'm actually drinking a hot cocoa margarita. Now, how do you mix cocoa margarita? I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just hope that wherever the grounds No, thank you But I, I just hope wherever the janitor is Good luck <laughs> Why are you saying good luck to the janitor? This is delicious Alright, well I want to get this out of the way real briefly Titan FC returns to action January 21st Live on UFC Fight Pass And you can catch it live in Coral Gables, Florida Tickets are on sale right now Check out Ticketmaster.com I'll be out there announcing the uh, fight card. You got uh, Shorty Torres defending his flyweight title for the first time, his first fight, his first title defense in Coral Gables. You can see it live on UFC Fight Pass. Well, we're going to get things started right now with none other than Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a Reality Check. George, want to give a quick shout out though before we get started with a segment of Reality Check. Athlon Rub, rub it before, after, during training, and you will feel like a beast. Check them out, athlonrub.com. Also, Fire and Ice Chiral Therapy. It's a great therapy for your body. You put your body in this really, really, really cool machine where it freezes your entire body for a couple of seconds and you walk out there like brand new. Check them out, they're located in. Davy and Coconut Creek. Fireandice.com. All right, George. Well, Kenny Omega, Okada in Wrestle Kingdom. What a phenomenal match. It's been the buzz on the internet, especially the future of Kenny Omega. He, of course, was in New Japan Wrestling. Yeah, he, of course, he's had phenomenal matches. He's part of the Bullet Club or the Elite. And nonetheless, he delivered along with Okada in this past uh, week's Wrestle Kingdom. So now we don't know what's going to happen. But, but first, let's talk about the match itself. What an amazing match that was! Oh no, definitely. As a matter of fact, I've watched it like about seven times already. That match, you can't get bored of it. And as a matter of fact, a couple times watching it, I've actually got emotional because listen, uh, it, it people might be listening right now and they're like, "Look at this guy getting emotional for wrestling." But when you were one of them, 
And on top of that, so appreciative of, for what they do to entertain us and the sacrifices they put their body through. You, you get emotional just for being thankful. It is what it is. What a great match, man. There's so many great spots, so much. And it was actually a record, the longest main event in Wrestle Kingdom history. The longest one, but they delivered all that. I think it was about 54 minutes of a match. And throughout those 54 minutes, it was just unbelievable. You really did not know what direction, who was going to win. It, it kept you in your seat from beginning to the end. And again, we're talking about pretty much an Iron Man match. Yeah, it was actually about... Uh if I had to uh, count it, I think it was like about 50 minutes long. So it was 10 minutes short of a Iron Man match, a one-hour Iron Man match. So, but the whole entire time, they had you glued in the entire match. For Christ's sake, they had a top rope dragon suplex. Never before seen. They've had moonsaults to the outside. They had a backdrop from the middle of the ring to the outside through a table. These had things we never seen before. And I have to say big, big thank you to Kenny Omega and, of course, Okada for doing what they did. So now, where does Kenny Omega go? Many people want to see him in the WWE, although he has gone on social media and said he might be the, the, the best wrestler ever to have never signed with the WWE. Do you think that's the case, or do you think we might see him in the WWE ring? You know, Royal Rumble is just around the corner, and so is WrestleMania. Our boy AJ Styles debuted last year at the Royal Rumble. Can we see the same with Kenny Omega, since he's already said that he no longer wants to wrestle in Japan? As for now, that's, that's, that's what we understand. Uh, the, the same, something similar like this happened when AJ Styles was coming to the WWE, where people were denying reports, where John Cena goes ahead and posts up a picture uh, of AJ, and all of a sudden he debuts at Royal Rumble. Uh, now, just recently, John Cena posted up a picture of Kenny Omega. Like, there's so many, many, many clues, but at the same time, I don't want to jump ship because there's not that much coverage on that situation as, as much as AJ Styles and the Bullet Club had. So right now, I'm telling you right now, it's in the air. I've, I personally think it's a work that Kenny Omega is working a story with New Japan and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Right now, like I said on my show on Reality Check Radio, that was a plug, uh, you know, just sit down, put on your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. Now, if, if Kenny Omega were to come to the WWE, this guy could pull out some amazing matches with some of the guys in the roster we were talking about. Imagine Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega. No, yeah, th there's definitely some five-star matches that could happen on the darn thing. But right, I could tell you right off the bat uh, that it, 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 that's the first thing that the fans are going to want to see when Kenny Omega, if he does sign. I, can you imagine the audience, the, the, the crazy reaction that we might get from the audience? It, it's going to be ridiculous if you see Kenny Omega walk out there. But again, another thing that weighs against Kenny Omega's chances is the fact that they're already probably going to debut two other stars in the Royal Rumble, that being Samoa Joe and Ty Dillinger. So there's a lot of things right now, and I don't think th they have enough room for that many people, you know? Well, hopefully we get to see Kenny Omega somewhere or, one, or somehow uh, in the WWE because he'd be a great addition to the roster. Moving forward, talking about adding someone to the roster. Ronda Rousey, as we know, she was knocked out by Amanda Nunes. She, she lost the title, of course, to Holly Holm 2015. 
and uh, her return was not very successful at all. So the talk started saying, well, you know, if she loses in the UFC, is there an opportunity for her to be in the WWE? Jonathan Coachman, who worked for the WWE and now is part of the ESPN, said that more than likely the E will not search or will not be on the lookout for Ronda Rousey anymore because she's pretty much washed up. She posted an uh, Instagram post today and not giving too many details as far as what she wants or what we expect from her in, in the future, but she did quote J.K. Rowling, and we know who J.K. Rowling is, of course, the author of Harry Potter. And she posted this on Instagram and said, and so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. So what does she mean by that? We have no clue, no idea. But do you think that now the WWE will still grab her despite what Jonathan Coachman just said? If there's still chances. There's still money in her. Look, just because she lost twice, you think the audience would not buy into Ronda Rousey? Listen, the, the, Ronda Rousey might have lost in the MMA world. She lost credentials in the MMA world. Maybe I'm talking, you know, and maybe she didn't. I don't know. But in the MMA world, she did lose her credential. But in the world of professional wrestling, you don't lose credentials that easy. Look at what hap- what's happening with Brock Lesnar and, and his issue with, with the steroid use and, and, uh, and him losing and, and him almost dying in the octagon and, and so on and so forth. And then again, his first appearance after the Raw, right after Mania, when he attacked Cena, he received the biggest ovation that night. I was there. I could vouch for that. So I'm saying right now, I feel like the WWE Universe can still buy into Ronda Rousey her career is not finished. But, but uh, this is a woman who got destroyed. What? Imagine Charlotte. You know, you put Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. In the MMA world, Roman. In the MMA world, she was destroyed. But again, they could still build something different in the world of professional wrestling. You know, look at Matt Riddle. You know, he's now a professional wrestler. He's a great submission artist. You know, and sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. But the, he lost a couple times in the octagon, didn't he? Yeah, but you, you can't compare that because Matt Riddle now has gone in the indie scene and built his way up. Ronda Rousey is coming straight off a fight, a loss, into the E. Okay, but also Brock Lesnar lost a couple times too before he ever came back to the WWE. Uh, even did worse in, in when he tried out for the NFL. And what happened? He came back and got the biggest ovation. But Lesnar was a wrestler first. But Ronda Rousey already appeared at WrestleMania and, by God, got the biggest ovation that night. I, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I mean, yeah, you can make money off her. I'm not, I'm not debating that. And, of course, a lot of people will tune into WrestleMania just to watch Ronda Rousey to see what she does. But I, I'm not sold. I, I still think that the, she's a person that's just coming off too bad. Maybe if you give her some time to bounce back. Uh, maybe. But, again, I still think there, there's money there. I Listen... It, sure, the probably the money for that we were going to offer you probably went down, but as far as you as a person, you still are valuable. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, Ronda Rousey and if she ever gets to return to a WWE squared circle. Okay, Chris Hero made his uh, re-debut in NXT. Of course, this will not air till a lot later, but Chris Hero has been making waves in the indie scene in Japan. In fact, I got to see him last year. Uh, for um, I just forgot the name of the company. Noah. I just I, he was he was wrestling in Noah in uh, in Japan, and now he's back in NXT. 
Um, why do you think that he let him go in the first place? I don't know. Probably I've heard different rumors about that. Oh, they told him to lose weight and he didn't want to do it. I, I, I don't know. But again, these are rumors. I don't like to rely on dirt sheets because all they do is, is talk, talk, talk without getting their facts straight. So maybe they're wrong, and I won't be surprised if they were. But basically, he's back, and that's all that matters. And Cash's Ono is already uh, stirring up pots in NXT, and I'm not going to spoil it of who he's going to work a program for with because they already showed it all over. But uh, for the people who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it here on your show. So just wait and see. It's going to be a fun ride. How about him pairing him up with against, uh, say, uh, Kevin Owens? I'll wait on that first. I want to see some programs in NXT first. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, is Corey Hollis. You saw him on Total Nonstop Deletion. He takes talks about being part of that uh, great, great episode. In my opinion, I thought it was great. And their experience with Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and, well, handling diabetes. This is much more on The Roman Show's exclusive interview with Corey Hollis. Welcome everyone to the Roman Show. Uh, really, really psyched up. This is uh, another episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media account on Twitter at the Roman Show. Well, last year you got to see it, and uh, it, it was a big talk on the internet. It was a big talk in the wrestling world. I'm talking about total nonstop deletion, apocalypto, straight out of Matt Hardy's mind. And, and me as a as a personal wrestling fan, I gotta admit that I love the show. And this gentleman right here, along with his teammate John Skyler. We're part of that uh, Apocalypto episode. I'm talking about Corey Hollis, who joins us right now on The Roman Show. How are you, Corey? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, man. Well, Corey, tell me about this experience at the Apocalypto. There's been some mixed reviews. Some people like it. Some say it's just, it's just kind of a slap to the face of pro wrestling. Others love it because it's really entertaining. Um, what was your experience, uh, first as a, as a wrestler and then as a fan, taking a look at the show itself? I think it's definitely different. It's a different concept of what's going on in all of wrestling. In wrestling, everybody has their different flavors of ice cream. Uh, whether whether everybody likes it or not, it's a thing, and it's got exposure, and it's got people talking. So in that case, that they're doing, or they have that going for them. Uh, it was a fun experience. It was really cool that night, staying, you know, staying out all night in your underwear is, you know, the best best thing to do when it's November so, or December, whatever it was, yeah. So when you guys taped this, tell, tell me a little bit about it, how it happened, because some of the stuff that we saw on TV is like, whoa, how the hell did they do that? You know, it took a lot of the post-editing there, but uh, how did you guys film it? How did you prepare for it? And then what were your thoughts when you saw it? Were, were you surprised some of the things that they added that you didn't anticipate? Uh, not really. Like, honestly, I haven't really had the time to watch it all mm-hmm. of it yet. Uh, but the experience was fun. You know, Matt and Jeff have always been really cool. Uh, Shane Helms, who was a big part of what uh, we were doing, he was really cool. Uh, it was it was something it was something different. And uh, like I said, that's it wasn't going in the mindset of a wrestling show. It was it was going in the mindset of like we're filming an episode for TV. Um, it was you know that's something that was something new and. Uh, different to me and John both, but we we uh, had a blast doing it and we had fun. We hope to see what the future holds with that. 
Now, you've worked with several promotions, including NXT. How different is it working alongside Matt Hardy in his compound where he lives? Describe that because not too many, you know, too many people see this huge space in the Carolinas. Take me into that. And, and, and man, Matt Hardy, he's, he's, he's a wrestler, but he's also helping out directing this entire thing. So how does this work? Uh, I mean, like I said, it was more like a TV show than uh, than anything like wrestling. I mean, when we go to uh, down to Full Sail University, it's a uh, it's a different environment as it is when we have to go to Raw or SmackDown taping. Um, it's just uh, everything in wrestling is different. If that makes sense, and there's different ways of doing everything, and um, you know, it's all been fun. So it's it's been challenging, but it's also been a blessing to be able to learn from so many different great minds, whether it's uh, the coaches down at the PC or uh, someone like a Matt Hardy and a Jeff Hardy. Absolutely. Well, a little bit about yourself. I know you team up in the in the Indies, of course, with John Schuyler. You've done several promotions. FIP, you've been in there. You've done, like I said, uh, NXT. You've been on TNA. Uh, but tell me a little bit about yourself. What motivated you to get into pro wrestling? Tell us a little history about yourself. Well, I mean, ever since I was eight years old, First thing, first time my dad ever took me to, he took me to a WCW Thunder, and right then and there, I was like, I knew that's what I was going to be doing. Uh, in a way, I don't feel like I chose wrestling. I felt like wrestling chose me. And um, out of right out of high school, I trained for a year by a guy under the name of Will Owen. But I was also blessed to be under the guidance of guys like Jimmy Rave, Mike Posey, uh, countless others like Sal Renaro, and then eventually guys like AJ Styles as well. Wow. But uh, um, but yeah, I mean, first first year in, got to wrestle for Ring of Honor, and I do sporadic appearances with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, got to do a lot with WWE in the past year and TNA, and there's some more things coming forward that uh, can't really announce just yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Some of the guys, of course, that in the Indies, that's one of the best things around that you can wrestle several people, several guys, and now teaming up with you and. You're teaming up with Skyler. What, what, is, what has uh, been one of the tag teams that you've had the most fun with uh, sharing uh, some experiences inside the squared circle? Uh, tag team that I've been a part of? Or yeah, no, some of the one, yeah, one of the tag teams that you like to really uh, square off, you and Skyler, that, that you always like teaming up and, and you put on a good performance. Uh, well, me and, Skyler, me and Skyler were been teaming together for about a year, but before John... Uh, I was tagging with Adam Page out mm-hmm. of the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and we had we had a huge war with the Rivado brothers that went over a year long. And I can't say anything, you know, but nice things about uh, the Bravados and Adam Page, and uh, and I'm so happy for where uh, Page is right now in his success, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to what he has going on as well. Gotcha. Now. I understand you're diabetic. How, how do you handle it? Because many people think, oh, diabetes, you can't do anything, but you, you're a different story. I mean, no, probably nobody can know about that. But how do you handle that situation? And uh, and, and of course, doing wrestling, staying in shape, that helps you out as being a diabetic as well. Well, I've always said this: that diabetes doesn't control me. I control diabetes. Um, at the age of 14, I had the unfortunate news to be told that I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. And at that age, you're about to start high school. You want to get into sports. You got all these doctors advising me not to do it. I wrestled amateur all through my high school years. Uh, told doctors that I had aspirations to be a pro wrestler. They said you never would be able to do it. 
if I could find that doctor today, <laughs> I would send him an 8x10, uh, a t-shirt, and <laughs> I would send him a little note with a piece of my mind. Wow, so that that in itself is a kid challenge, but you really, you know, you, you challenge yourself and you prove that guy wrong. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, too, is a lot of people don't understand the, you know, effects about diabetes. A lot of the guys in the company or in the sport doesn't know, don't know that, you know, just little things, stress messes with me, anything, lack of sleep messes with my levels, uh, overtraining, not training enough, that, that all affects that all affects everything. It's not just about the diet and about what you eat. Every diabetes is a thing that, it, no matter what, can trigger one thing and mess up your whole whole day. And then your sugar gets about just a couple points higher than what it needs to be. And then you're just you're, you're tired the whole day. Right. And has that ever played a role in one of your matches where your sugar goes low by any chance, or you always control it? No, that's never happened. No, I will not allow that to happen. You're you're on point all the time. I mean, it's very important. Yes. Would not allow that to happen. Awesome. Well, Corey, what can we expect of you 2017? Obviously, it's uh, spectacular to run. It's already here pretty much. So what can we expect from you on your end? Uh, Just keep all your network subscriptions, let me tell you that. Uh, Let's hope. Um, You know, you won't, don't be surprised when you see me and Skylar everywhere. And, And I mean everywhere. Now, when so, you when you say any forward. when you say anywhere, can we see you in Orlando, uh, say in April during the WrestleMania weekend? That is very very possible. Wonderful, Corey. Well, we look forward to checking you out, obviously in Orlando, where everybody's gonna gather up for the big wrestling event, WrestleMania, and of course, along with the other guys. I want to thank you for coming on here in the Roman Show. And we hope to talk to you very soon, man. All right, thank you, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, well, it's now time to talk some mixed martial arts and anything else you feel like. Well, first, this weekend, you have Yair Rodriguez going up to uh, against the veteran and returning B.J. Penn. B.J. Penn has not fought since 2014 when he lost against Frank Yeager. In fact, he hasn't even won in his past, what, three fights? So this is a returning BJ Penn. We had a great opportunity of uh, interviewing him last year. And, of course, he is a legend. He is a UFC Hall of Famer. But he is fighting this new guy. Uh, he's been, of course, in the UFC for some time already. But he's, he's, he's a fresh face, to none the least. Yair Rodriguez is a Mexican who has is an incredible fighter. And BJ Penn, of course, being the veteran that he is, he has fought guys like GSP, uh, Kenny Florian, and so much more. However, I think, I'm going to have to tell you here, in my opinion, George, that Uriah Rodriguez is a new animal, is a new fighter for BJ Penn. I know BJ Penn comes with all the experience. He's a two, he's a champion in two divisions. But I think that Yair Rodriguez is just going to bring it to BJ Penn and he might have to consider retirement, although he's retired already and he came back from retirement, George. As a matter of fact, uh, I haven't spoken about this in a long time uh, when it comes to, and you would remember a long time ago, I used to speak on, uh, I used to say this all the time, the MMA world is filling up with brand new young lions. Mm -hmm. 
And, of course, you know, it's never bad to have a couple senior Lions, you know, because they're the leaders of the pack, you know, respectfully speaking. But, you know, whenever you have that young Lion come out of nowhere, what does a young Lion want to do? It wants to take the older Lion's territory. And he will do anything to, in order to do that. And sometimes, and most of the time, the younger Lions win. Because they they're they're more they they have more stamina you know they more they have more heart they have more energy than an older lion. Personally, I feel this is the same thing that's happening with BJ Penn. BJ it was a, an amazing fighter during his time. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna take anything away from him. He's still dangerous. He still knows what he's doing. He still knows the tricks of the game like every so often. But there's always that one percentage, that one little ratio of a young lion that has something, you know, that BJ doesn't. And that is more energy because he's younger. So I have to agree with you on this. I feel like BJ, I think he's coming back into a lion's den and I don't like his chances. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to... Go with Yair Rodriguez, he's a phenomenal fighter, and if this guy keeps winning about maybe two, three more fights, he could get a title shot at uh, either Jose Aldo or Max Holloway, whoever uh, gets to get the title when they unify it and they fight. All right, Meryl Streep, George. Golden Globes took place this past weekend. It's the 74th edition, and actress Meryl Streep was honored with the Cecile B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. She gave a, P- a speech and it was pretty much an anti-Trump message. But within that speech, she took a crack at mixed martial arts and football, claiming that the two sports are not the arts, which obviously got a big reaction from the people inside the room, of course, because everyone in there is in Hollywood and is an art and is an actress or or actor. However, fans of mixed martial arts, including the heads of Mig Martial Arts Promotions, including uh, Scott Coker of Bellator and the UFC president, Dana White, and of course, the fighters and the fans, took to social media to bash Meryl Streep because, let me tell you, George, yes, mixed martial arts, it's about kicks, punches, and knees, and everything else, and there's a lot of blood in there somewhere, but mixed martial arts, there's a reason why they call it mixed martial arts. You know, it's a practice. These guys were near inside the cage or the octagon. You know, this is an art that they have practiced. And it just so happens to be it's a combative art. I'm not singing and dancing here. I'm actually defending myself. But there is an art behind it. You know, when you do a kata, as in karate, this is a, a, a thing you need to practice over and over and over to get, get it right. Just like an actor has to repeat their lines over and over to get it right when it comes on TV. So Meryl Streep, screw you for bashing mixed martial arts because I guarantee you that you've never probably even seen a mixed martial arts fight. And secondly, they probably wrote that crappy script for you. Bruh. And you see see Dana White actually, George, came out and said it's going to be Everybody's thing, and the last thing I expect is an un, it's an yippity, uh, yippity, eighty-year-old lady to be in our demographic and love mixed martial arts. So he bashed it. But George, this is really upsetting. Stay out of damn MMA. Shut your bitch ass. Yeah, well, like here's the thing about Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep actually 
a lot of people are not on her side on this. And as a matter of fact, not only did she bash that, but she bashed also the Donald Trump and mm -hmm. and a whole lot of other things that that right now is not catching good attention for her. And this is a, a, an actress that is very very popular. Uh, you know, has won plenty of awards in her lifetime and, and has gained many, many respects from her fellow people from Hollywood. So I have to say this, don't enter a forum that you have no information about. None. Zero. Not even an experience. Have you even watched one fight, <laughs> like you said? So, no, you just, you just bit more than you could chew. Yeah, it really upset. It really pissed me off when I read that, and I, I didn't even get to see the stupid Golden Globes. But come on, Meryl Streep, shut up before you say something and criticize. Why don't you watch it? You know, you don't go out and criticize a movie even though you might think it sucks. But you know, it might be actually really good if you actually pay attention to it. Well, pay attention. Go to a show and then criticize it, and then give your opinion on it. Until then, keep your mouth shut, Meryl Streep. And start dancing and prancing on your damn movies. No, yeah, like, uh, stick to what you're best at. <laughs> it, it's, and you're going to laugh at this because I keep on bringing this up, Mr. Roman. Uh, the, the issue of CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Stick to what you're best at. You were best at professional wrestling. You were best at speaking on the mic and giving us pipe bombs. You were best at entertaining us. You were best at being CM Punk. You are not being the best by being Phil CM Punk Brooks in the Octagon. <laughs> That's true. So, so that stick to what you're best at. End of story. And if, and if you do want to try something, okay, I'm going to say something nice about Mr. Brooks. If you are going to try something, at least train in it or get to know about it. Don't, because that way, if you lose at the end, you could at least say you tried. Okay? So don't be saying something if you don't know about it, like Meryl Streep did. You know, I not any disrespect to her, but, you know, if you're trying to stir the pot, don't be afraid to get bitten. Yeah, really you upsetting. Know? Really upsetting. It, it, no, what's really upsetting is the people who stand up for her. You know, it, those are the people I laugh at, but anywho. Well, who are we to judge? But Meryl Streep, just, just keep doing your movies and do whatever you got to do. Play a grandmother on, on movies, whatever you have to do. George, so, and now is the time, of course, that we've all been waiting for. But before I talk about that, I want to mention that we spoke about Ronda Rousey and the Instagram post that she had um, posted. It turns out, George, within that post, uh, Chris Cyborg, we all know who Chris Cyborg is. We were all hoping that one day we were going to see that fight. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, it looks like it. But Chris Cyborg actually left a very uh, touching message to Ronda Rousey in her post, saying, actually using the hashtag Rowdy Revolution. Um, so it, it seems that there's a, a bit of peace there uh, between. Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg, even though they never actually met. Well, that wraps up this edition of The Roman Show. We will catch you right here on the program for next week as we welcome two fighters who will be competing in the Titan FC January 21st fight card. We'll catch you on The Roman Show. 
And if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rromano201. And visit our website, theromanshow.com. Till next week, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>